This is Deep Natter. You know, one of the ideas or themes that we keep coming back to on this show is the idea of being seen or heard. And I think for both Sean and myself, that desire is core to who we are as human beings. I think it's one of the reasons social media has become such a big part of the human experience. And in this episode, we're talking about ideas as a means of being seen and heard and getting them out into the world, even if it means letting go of them. We also dive a little deeper into what a healthier social media platform might look like. And Sean shares how context is the key to giving better feedback. Here we go. That's the corner of my desk now, after talking. Stacked goods, ready to be scanned electronically. Get rid of the clutter. What on earth is happening? Oh, I love your mugs, by the way. Your writing create mugs. It's really cool. I didn't realize one's square and one's round. That's really cool. Isn't that funny? Look at that. You'll you'll like this as well. I've I've just uh, I've just got two um, leather soft cover journals delivered today. Ooh, to sort of nice. start. I, I know you love a journal. Uh, just to get I my do. organized again. It's going to be. Uh, it's just nice, isn't it? Starting a new journal. I've just got like three or four and bits in each one. And I'm trying to consolidate, but the, but the one is really. It's really simple. Uh, they weren't even that expensive, but it's um, just brown leather on the cover with that kind of wrap around elastic to keep it together, and then it's got the the dot pages inside. I like the dot. Oh, ones. I love the dot pages. Yeah, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I really like it. So that nice balance between keeping you keeping you within the lines, but lots of creative space. I think it's good. Yeah, this is this is kind of a this is all part of this new new chapter kind of thing. Um, so th- after we get done today, I will be scanning this stack of pages and then scanning all of these. Well, this isn't even all of them. This is, who am I kidding? This is about a quarter of the post-it notes that are just out of frame that you can't see. Um, the tip of the papery iceberg. That's right. But scanning all this stuff. And then I, I started uh, another sketch journal over the weekend. I posted a, a few little thumbnails that I'm working on for Process Driven to kind of mark the the change in direction of the show mm. and posted a screenshot of of my notebook and you know, one other screenshot that I did. I, I really like that. And you saw on Twitter, somebody said uh, they posted a stack of a photo of a stack of post-it notes with, uh, you know, Jeffrey Sidoris idea engine or something underneath yeah, it. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Isn't it funny though, how many people actually related to that? I've, I've spoken to lots of people who listen to that episode and they're like, no, I'm, I'm a Jeffrey. That's how, that's my process. That's how I work. Yeah. But it's just, well, it's actually, it it's it's given me an idea of well this whoever I forgot who posted it I'm sorry I don't have Twitter in front of me but I think I'm going to create a subdomain on my website it's going to be ideamachine.jeffreysedoris.com and that's where I'm going to do a blog of just every once in a while posting pages from my journals posting pages from my sketchbooks and and maybe some context around them that's a great idea not not I mean not only does it force you to put them down somewhere in a format that you can explain it to other people. So you'll be able to explain it to yourself in a year when time's gone past and you can go back right. and look at it. But I reckon you do have these, these great little ideas that um, if you decided to share them, who knows where it would go instead of sort of hiding them under the stack yeah. of post-its on your desk. You know? Well, and that was the, the idea behind one of the page, the other page that I posted. This was 
I don't know when I had this idea. I didn't date them. And I want to start dating some of these things mm. because I had this idea of, of finding woodworkers and ceramicists to collaborate and create table lamps mm. and they would be modular. So you could, you could buy different pieces from, from think of it as like a totem pole almost. Oh yeah. Where there's a, there's a base and you, you, you first, you choose your base and the base has a center spire yeah. and then you can choose either ceramic or wooden modules to stack and create your own lamp. Oh, that's so clever. And then you choose the, uh, the shade and the finial to cap it off and you, you create a one of a kind thing, but it's based on, on the work of like woodworkers and ceramicists who make these little modules that you can mix and match and pick and choose to your heart's content. I love that. And I thought that would be a really cool idea. You do this every week, though. I mean, the other week you 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 do though. You do. This is, like, but and I, and it kills me that they're hidden in post-it notes and no one ever gets to see or hear about them. I think doing this, even like as a blog, is a yeah. is a great idea. I mean, you were you were designing um, like a modular fountain pen the other week. Mm-hmm. No, no reason. Just just you no. decided to like exercise some creativity and you had an idea and you ran with it. But then the world doesn't get to see it because it kind of gets hidden about. I think there's an inventor hidden in you somewhere as well. Maybe, but I don't, I, I realize that I don't have necessarily the time or the expertise or just the uh, stick to uh, to to follow these things through. So I thought, you know, with the help of this person, and I, I need to look that up because that's kind of what, what sparked this, is to put this thing up as... Just because I can't bring this thing into the world doesn't mean somebody else can't take some of these ideas and run with them. Yes. You know, I don't have any ownership of them. If you if you do some of these things and it works out well for you and you want to say, hey, Jeffrey, here's, you know, one hundred and eighty thousand dollars as kind of a thank you. That would be great. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right with that. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of this stuff, I just I make little sketches of things that I would like to see in the world and I don't much care who does it. I would just love to see them in the world. So I think this, uh, you know, idea station, I think that was what it was, or creation station, whatever it is, yeah. uh, subdomain is just a chance for me to go, look, here are some of the things that, that, you know, find their way in and out of my head. If they work for you, if, if they inspire you to pick it up and run with it or do something with it, go ahead and do it. Let's see where it goes. Yeah, 180 grand, and then let's do it. 180 grand, and let's do it. That's right. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. It's a, it's a great, I mean, it's, it's you sort of giving what's in your head out. And I mean, I think it would bring you so much joy to see even one of those ideas, you know, brought to life by somebody with the skills to do it. I think it would mm -hmm. make you really happy. I want a Sidoris fountain pen. I mean. Me too. And I have to thank you for you know, really the conversations around here, you're, you're sometimes gentle, sometimes firm, sort of nudging in different directions. And you said something, it was either last week or the week before about what a shame it was that all these things just end up getting lost or thrown away because they're on the back of something and I don't flip it over or whatever. And so why not put them out there? And if it takes somebody else in a different direction, then that's great. I'm, I'm helping to, to serve someone else's creativity. I'm helping to serve someone else's path uh, or journey or experience, whatever word we want to use for it. But it's a way for me to share what I'm doing in the hope that it gets passed on and inspires somebody else, I guess. I don't know. 
That's great. So thank you for that, by the way. No, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just happy to see the stuff that you're, that's coming out of you, you know, not get wasted. That makes me happy. Yeah. Man. I think it's really yeah. cool. Thank you. Or at least have a chance to be something, you know, because I think, uh, I think getting it out of your head onto a post-it is job one. And I think that's good for your headspace. But then for me, that's still a waste because I'd like to see it in the world or at least see you show it to other people and who knows what could happen then that's full of potential right you know i love it i even on these lamps i even went so far i asked jimmy down the street who was a phenomenal woodworker uh years at the at, at the frick at the sackler at uh the smithsonian uh i mean i've told you the stories of some of the things that he's built he's a phenomenal woodworker and i said hey here's this crazy idea would you be into this and he's like sure yeah i'll do what do you want me to do I'll do cool, it. man. It's such you know, a great so idea. So maybe it's a little beta test if we put a couple of these together and, and put them out in the world and, and see where it goes. I don't know. If you're interested, you know, email me. I- Ikea is going to be on the phone. <laughs> do you ever want to paint your idea? <laughs> Ingvar, hello. Yeah. How are you? Yes, yeah. We want to make the Haugenschlugen. <laughs> oh, that's great that's yeah, great it's probably racist isn't it it's okay they're white I, it doesn't uh, count. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's i don't know i don't know <laughs> so do you want to dive into uh some some listener feedback some some email yeah i mean let, let me just say like i think i think last week i was a bit flippant i had had a scan through emails and we were talking about the photo community stuff and i hadn't seen a lot that had jumped out but when i went back and sort of had a had a deeper view through through the emails and spent a bit of time with them, people have really sent a, put a lot of thought into it and sent stuff back. So I thought it'd be good to just highlight a few of those uh, emails in there. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, just uh, just saying, I, I mean, I, obviously I can't read all these emails out, but just to highlight a few things, um, Jeff Karp sent us a lovely email uh, with, some, uh, with some good advice, um, giving us some things about Instagram and how people are using Instagram. Interestingly, personally, you know, I think I think that's not quite right for what we what we were thinking because obviously it exists and having to hack something that isn't bespoke is is a, is a little bit difficult. But he gave us some really interesting stuff. He said he was saying that he'd pay fifteen to twenty dollars a month to to for a platform like that, which is huge. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. But obviously, that says to me that there is obviously um, that that desire out there for people to be getting good feedback on their work. Um, well, and I think you just hit it on the head. It's it's good feedback. It's yes. constructive feedback. It's helpful feedback. It's not just great shot or nice capture or, yes. you know, the ubiquitous like or heart button. And I think that's the core of all of this is the meaningful and constructive discussion, feedback, critique, whatever you want to call it around the work that we're trying to get out into the world because ultimately we all want to get better yes we all want to uh it's 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 natural you want to get better at what you do and sometimes just repetition isn't enough It, it helps certainly but it sometimes takes thoughtful knowledgeable purposeful feedback to get better and that's, I think, what's been core to what we'd like to see in a new platform from the beginning. I think so. I, I think that's a lot of it, yeah. Um, another one was uh, Spike Boydell from Sydney, Australia. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He suggested uh, Behance, which actually I have looked at before and is quite clean. It's Adobe's 
uh, yeah. platform and is is kind of a good I, I i really like behance as a way to to share work and it is a lot of different sorts of art as well which i appreciate um there's photography on there there's digital art graphic design there's a load of different stuff and that does seem to have uh um a nice community i'm not sure whether you have to pay uh as part of their subscription model i'm going to assume you do to be able to use behance um yeah i'm not sure i th- i think it comes with any any subscription yes so if you if you are a photoshop user i believe it comes with it even at the uh the 999 photographers bundle that includes photoshop and lightroom i do believe it comes with that but i'm not sure beyond that yeah uh so and I, the nice thing about that is that um it's very it's very adobe like you know i mean when you post something it uh it basically will say what programs you used to uh, create that so you know if you've used illustrator it'll have the little illustrator icon at the top right corner which is which is cool so people who are looking for other people working in illustrator for for inspiration for example can go and see what other people are doing at the program same with photoshop etc so there, there are some quite nice things like that same with things like after effects and video as well which is quite nice um mm-hmm. so behance is quite a good one um he also I, mentions- I still think the limiting factor is how you can respond with yes you can appreciate it you can follow the person but there doesn't seem to be any sort of space for meaningful discussion unless i'm missing something no and i mean that's the that's the thing with all of these isn't they i mean there, there are some very good platforms out there but they seem to be either pretty good with the ui like behance is pretty slick mm-hmm. um but it's it kind of feels a little clinical and misses that community feel or you go the other end where the UI is shocking, like like Flickr isn't great, or you go right down the tail end to sort of photography forums um, where the community is pretty good, but the UI can be very clunky and it doesn't attract a lot of people in. I th- think to have both is is the is the sweet spot, isn't it? That's the difficult right. thing to find. And that seems to be what's been so elusive is, yes. is these companies, they go to one side or the other, but the, the model... At least what we're looking for, and maybe we're looking for something that's very specific. Uh, but I think, I think the specificity is going to what is going to be what makes it stand out. Is yeah. is is because it's 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 not that we're just saying it's not this or it's not this. We're saying, but it is this, and these are things yeah. that are going to make you better. These are things that are going to encourage you to be able to create better, more meaningful, more compelling work. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, Ian uh, was another one uh, who sent us a message and he he was the one who pulled us up with Flickr. But I think we mentioned. Yeah, that he was the Flickr time. mention. So, yeah. I mean, I, again, like I agree that like those 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 um, groups on Flickr can be great. But I think, again, like it's that you really have to know about it. It's it, the platform itself is is quite clunky. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like those those platforms are really good. In addition to all of the terrific email we got around this issue, we also got a voicemail from listener Tom in Michigan. Now, for those of you who might not know who that is, for most of the six years plus that I did on taking pictures with Bill, uh, Tom would send us voicemails. Sometimes they would be questions, sometimes comments, sometimes just to say hello. But it kind of got to the point where Tom was a recurring character, a recurring voice on the show, and we loved him for it. So here's Tom in Michigan. Jeffrey and Sean, it's Tom in Michigan. The uh, the conversation 
on the last deep netter about uh, the, the the photo platform uh, with the critiques and all that is so great. And I know you've, you've, you've talked about it before and Jeffrey, I think back to the G plus group, uh, from OTP, uh, there, there were some of those elements in there and, uh, about being deliberate because when you guys gave us those assignments to do, I remember, and I didn't do all of them, but when I did, I felt accountable to everybody. I was like, I, I better put up something good. You know, I better do something that's worthy. And it was great. You know, the comments that came back and forth and, that was a cool little community while it lasted. Um, but I think it could be grown into something really cool, kind of a niche thing, but I, I really hope you guys go for it. My, my, here are my questions. Would you see your, you guys as kind of being the, like the main curators of something like this? Um, or that it would just kind of live on its own without your direct interaction necessary? And definitely five bucks, man. Uh, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> I think ten bucks a month is is it would just be a bigger filter. Um, I'd probably still be in, but uh, I, I think the the price of one coffee, one fancy coffee a month, that's a great marketing tool, and I think it could be very cool. I would love to hear other people's ideas on what kind of features would be useful or just interesting to them. Anyway, great job, guys. Cheers. Talking a bit about that uh, Google Plus group might be good because I think that was very successful for you guys as well. Yeah, it really was. And not just from a photography standpoint, the Google Plus group spawned some real life friendships that are still in place today. I mean, there were people that that met up because of that group and and some of the in-person meetups that we did that became friends in real life and are still friends. And I think that's that's kind of an unexpected side effect of this but when it happens man that just it's icing on the cake um and i think to tom's point when we would put up photo assignments that everybody could participate in that created another level of community and and he's right you know we we had many people say look i i, I really want to put some time into this i don't want to just put up something out of my back catalog and hope that it fits i want to go out and shoot for the assignment and and put it up and talk about it and share it and so I think there's a lot of stuff in there that rang true on even a limited platform like Google+. And Google+, could have been a really terrific platform. If they'd put some, some time and money into it, I think it could have been a really cool platform. Um, as, as to, I won't speak for you, but as to wanting to be involved as a curator slash moderator, if I'm being honest with myself, I would say no. Because I, I know that it would be very hard for me to balance that line of helpful and control and and it would be hard for me to be only part way in i'd have to either be all the way in or all the way out so i think for speaking for myself i would want to be on board with the creation of this thing but once it's built with some of the features that i have in in my head and i'm certainly open to others but once it's built, I would have to let go of it and let it become what it's what it needs to be, not what I think it should be. Yeah, I think on my end, like I'd I'd be happy to sort of take a middle role and just like I could consult on it and sort of throw in a bunch of ideas, and then when it's ready to go, I'd be happy if if you know if I'm on board with it, I'd be happy to um, help market it and get the word out about it and draw mm -hmm. people toward it, like that kind of thing. But yeah, I wouldn't want to run it. I just don't no. think I have the time for that kind of thing, nor do I have the skill set. I don't, I don't, I don't understand websites and coding and hosting right, and all that right, kind of right. stuff. So I, I wouldn't really want that. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be very happy to, 
to consult or help out or be part of yeah. part of a team in a small way that makes that sort of thing happen for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I could do promotion. I could do, you know, maybe facilitate conversations and, and do panels and things like that. But in terms of, of curation and saying, well, this is good. This is not, I, I don't want to be involved in any of that. Yeah. Um, another one that we got, which was really cool, was from a guy named Matthew Lancaster, who, who mm, mm-hmm. suggested that um, naturephotographers.network, which is, you know, not, not the most obvious website that you'd be Googling for. But I went to visit that and it's actually really cool. That does seem to have a lot of that community driven feedback on photos from people who are in the same sort. I mean, it's very niche, obviously, which is the limitation with this. If you're not a nature photographer, it's probably not for you, but, but I, I really, this is like that, um, that, you know, it's great at community. Maybe the UI could do with a bit of work and it could do with, you know, maybe broadening out a little bit. This might be too narrow for what we're thinking of, but it's a really cool idea of, of what looks like more quality feedback from the little bit of clicking yeah. around that I did. I really like that. I thought that was a good one. So if you are yeah. a nature photographer, it kind of is something that exists like that. Again, um, it's, it is quite niche, but it's, I, I really liked what they're doing. That's really cool. I, I like, I agree with you. I like the community aspect of what they're doing. I think for me, it just feels like an old school BBS that, that all this stuff has kind of been shoehorned into. So it feels yeah. a bit cluttered and yeah. there's a lot, I mean, even look how, 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 how many choices there are. And we're just talking about nature photography. I mean, can you imagine expanding this out into other genres? It would become overwhelming very quickly. And that's part of the challenge of anything new is, is making this volume of information um, clean and navigable without having it be overwhelming. Yes. I mean, it it would need a massive kind of... uh... Um, overhaul like uh, design wise for what we'd want to do as well really get cleaned out and stripped out and um, yeah I mean all all those kind of things obviously but I I really did like the community vibe and also they do have a subscription model so they're $5 a month uh, annual $50 like so they've they've already they're doing what we're talking about and it seems to be working for them which is really cool because all these things cost money I mean this putting this website together and keeping it going and I'm sure they have people who spend a few hours a day moderating to keep this community alive. That all, that all obviously takes money and it's nice to see mm-hmm. people chipping in and making that happen. It's really cool. You know, and, and looking at, at this in particular makes me think that maybe, maybe an option for this whole thing is uh, it's akin to uh, a movie theater, right? A cinema where yes. there are, there are 10 or 12 of these sort of, niche boards or, or platforms within this larger thing that gets, that gets curated and, and different stories get highlighted, different photos get highlighted, that kind of thing. But there's a top level welcome to this world. And then you get to drill down into the various sort of subsets or, or niches within that world. Yes. Yeah. I think that's great. That's really cool. That's, that's a good way to funnel things, isn't it? Because then you get, you get to, you get to keep things quite clean, even though they're adjacent to one another. You don't have to mix, uh, you know, uh, wedding photography with street, with photojournalism, with combat, with everything can have its own auditorium using the, the, the cinema 
you know, metaphor. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still part of this larger thing, but each entity can be unique. Yes. Thank you, Matthew. Yeah. We had another one, uh, from Cam's Campbell. Cam's. Uh, Hello, Cam's. He actually sent us a video, which was really sweet. It might be a little long to play in this. It's, uh, it's two and a half minutes, but it's, but one of the things that did come out of his video and he said some very sweet stuff, uh, about the podcast, but he's also, he was saying also in the email that the OTP Google plus group was really great. It seems a lot of people really enjoyed the community around that. They really did. It's a shame it doesn't exist. I mean, cause again, Google plus was never going to be Facebook, but you could use it for cool things like that. Couldn't you? Yes. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's, it's a shame it's gone away. That would have been really cool. But one thing he did highlight was a website called foster.co, which is actually for writers, um, but says is a, is a really cool website that does some of this for writers, giving feedback on, on each other's writing within a community. And looking at their UI and layout, it, it, it's really clean, really nicely done. I, I, like, mm -hmm. I like what they're doing. Um, but yeah, again, so you, you try, it, it was a nice idea to sort of look at that and then think of what would be the photography version of that it was really cool, but that was interesting. Thanks. So thanks for that suggestion. Um, yeah. Uh, um, uh, Sven Krisich. Sich, sich. Oh, you're so much better at those than I am. <laughs> no, I, probably, I have a really hard time with some I'm of probably the. probably butchering it. Um, maybe. <laughs> uh, he, he suggested a German, uh, site, uh, photo community.de photo is F O T O in this case, German photo, uh, photo uh, which, uh, has some interesting, um, sort of feedback stuff. It seems to be nicely laid out. I think if I remember this, that he was saying this was actually put together by a couple of guys who are podcasting in, in Germany. So sort of, uh, Oh, interesting. You yeah. know, who might know about this is Marco LaRusse. He's right. in Germany. Right. Yeah, if you're in Germany, that might be a good one to check out as a as a photo community that's worth joining. And then we got just a couple of days ago, we got an email from Gary Platt, which was um, quite detailed and thought out because we did ask people what they'd like to see in the last episode, right on that uh, on that platform. And he had some really good ideas. Um, submissions and projects uh, was one of them, which I think your Google Plus group did really well. Was actually giving people things to go out and shoot around if they didn't know what to shoot, so they could just be working out their photography and getting feedback on something, which was, which was right. quite cool. Um, he talked about feedback and engagement as well. Uh, making sure that uh, I suppose the quality of that feedback is good, but also uh, having things like, um, you know, talking about the technical stuff. He's an example of sort of sharpness exposure, um, showing histograms, all that kind of stuff, composition, mm -hmm. trends, rule of thirds, uh, all that kind of thing. But I think, We'd also want, you know, that kind of what are you trying to say stuff as well, I think, is, is the really yeah. interesting. And I think he's clear me. about that. I want, yeah. He says, I'd like to learn how people emotionally respond to my work, what it makes you feel and why. What do you get from my photography? And I think that's, that's really something that, that interests me about all work, whether it's photography or painting or sculpture or writing or music. How does it make you feel? There are enough places to talk about technique and, yep. and f-stops, but I think you and I both resonate. And from what it seems from the majority of these emails, many people out there are resonating with things beyond the technical nature of the photograph, because that's, that's, easy, to, that's easy to say whether or not you got it right or whether you got it wrong. And I'm using those in quotes, right and wrong. Mm-hmm. But 
the emotional content, is it compelling? That's a much deeper conversation. And I think that's the part that's really missing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's exactly what he's talking about, isn't it? You know, uh, he says, I want a discourse on feelings, not the white balance I used, which I think is great. <laughs> <laughs> which I think is great. I mean, that's exactly what we're, that's exactly, it's fine to talk about that stuff, you know, all the, all the technical stuff, because it will help you get better. But at those bigger sort of, what are you, what are you trying to do? And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what I, what I feel when I look at your work or what response I get. I mean, I think that's what everyone wants because I might have a technically bad image that is very powerful for some reason. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's the feedback I, I want to know because maybe you can tell me that the technique is off, but you can also say, but that doesn't really matter in this case because of X and I want to replicate X again. I don't want to replicate right. the bad technique again necessarily. So yeah, I think that's, it sounds like we're, we're on the same page there. Uh, live events. That was an interesting one. Sorry, did I jump forward? Go no, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I had a thought and it went away. Oh, I love the idea of live events. I mean, meetups. Yeah, I think it's great. And he he gives uh, ideas about you know um, including or focusing on favorite artists and their work, uh, which I think is great. Like featuring mm-hmm. featuring photographers alive or dead. I think is quite cool. You know, just showing people's showing people's work. People giving talks on photographers or photographers talking about their own work or um, I've, I've seen people do live critiques, um, to varying levels of success. That's always an interesting idea. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a lovely idea. Just giving people an opportunity to check in live and interact, especially with platforms like, you know, I mean, Twitch and YouTube are doing this stuff already, but building something like that. I mean, in, in case, in, in technical terms, I suppose you could actually just set up the Twitch platform and embed it, um, embed the actual events as they come up, which would be right. an easy way to do that. Um, yeah, he talks about, um, yeah, let's see. One of the interesting things he mentions is, um, biographies. Um, so if you join the group, you create a bio, which explains your aspirations, inspirations, and your values. I really like that because the, one of the reasons I tell people that I won't give them cold feedback, I get, I get messaged daily on, by people on Instagram going, please look at my images and tell you, tell me what you think about them. And I, I won't do it just because when I used to do um, sort of feedback on people's work over Zoom or Skype or whatever it was for a session, I, the first half of the, that hour, I wouldn't look at any images. I want to hear their story and I want to hear what they care about, what they're trying to do, where they hope to end up, because it changes how you look at people's work. Mm-hmm. Um, when you understand the context of what they're actually trying to achieve, and and I've I've found that like that was so helpful because I often gave bad advice to people when I didn't listen to their story properly, and when I when I actually heard what they were trying to do, my advice changed, and I I, I love the idea of putting some of your you know for people who are interested and hopefully this would be the sort of community that wants to spend more time uh, with people's work that you'd you'd have that short bio that would say. You know, in my case, I'm a I'm a portrait photographer first and foremost. I I haven't been able to do much over the last couple of years with lockdown, but I'm starting up a new portrait project now, and this is something that's connected closely to me that I really care about as subject matter. And here are the first few images, and this is what I'm trying to achieve. I mean, mm-hmm. then it, then it becomes less about well, I think you should shoot it at two point eight instead. You know what I mean? Yeah, it right. becomes like it becomes <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool, okay. Well, I think you're really. And, and would you give advice in that accent too? Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love to. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You know, I th- I'd, I'd really like that idea. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, could could you, do, do you have anything like an example of, of good versus bad advice that you might be willing to share? Like just so we get an idea of, of how those things are, are different or, or maybe advice that changed when you found out more context about uh, somebody, somebody that you were talking to? It was a long time ago now. I don't, I, I'm trying to think of a specific one. Um, what one was, uh, uh, there was a guy who came, uh, I saw him quite a few times, actually lovely guy. Um, and he shot very, very contrasty black and white images of, um, landscapes in, uh, United Arab Emirates in the desert. Hmm. Um, and I didn't really get what he was doing at first. It was very contrasty, very blocky in terms of shapes. It was lots of kind of, uh, mesas and rock structures. Um, but then, and, and I think what I, what I wanted to be was like, I need to see a little more detail in the shadows. I, I want, if this is going to be landscape photography, um, is this a choice obviously to go black and white? Cause I'm not sure it sells it best in black and white. I was going to start saying stuff like that, but then he told me he was an architect and that's his job. And suddenly I realized like he's, he's not, he's not interested in landscape photography. He's an architect mm-hmm. shooting structures in landscapes. And that changed how I approached it. I'm like, you are about the form and the shape. You're not about seeing little rocks and details. It's not interesting to you. You want to see patterns and shapes. And then it changed, definitely changed the advice that I gave him. I didn't give him bad advice because obviously I, I was already at the stage where he, I was asking people to tell me their stories first. But if he hadn't told me that, I probably would have given him bad advice. Um, Interesting. And I'm glad, I'm glad of that. Like, I'm glad, I think, I think you can lead people astray. It's genuinely why I just don't, I don't do that on, on online. If people want sort of yeah. cold advice, yeah. it's, it's not helpful ultimately, because I'm just going to tell you how to shoot more like me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not me and you, you, you probably don't want to be me. You want to be you and you might have specific things that you're going after. And I need to hear all that stuff to, to, to go, oh, okay. And then I need to think about, other photographers who've shot in that vein through history that are like you and get you to go read their books or think about what they did that helped them, not what helps me or how to shoot more like me. But I, I'm my only marker until you tell me your story and what you're actually trying to aim at. So I right. love I love that idea of getting your story in there as much as possible. Having that bio is good. Well it does it does bring you it does bring you closer and it feels less like uh, a, a transaction. And, and that's something that Gary also talks about in this. He says that he wants to feel like he's part of something, not just exchanging, you know, services for a fee kind of thing that he wants to be part of a, a club or a group that, 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 that really does care and look out for one another and wants to see each other do well and wants to learn about each other. And I think that's one of the, thing, the, the things that you do very well in, in terms of how you um, do mentoring or coaching sessions in, in finding out who or what you're about before you say, well, now let's look at the work. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I honestly, I, I think I could have a couple of hour long session with somebody and never see their images and be more helpful right. in some way. Um, yeah, I know everyone wants advice on their techniques and, and are they, are people going to think this is good? But yeah, it's, it's less, it's less important than, 
then are you on the right track in terms of what you're trying to communicate and the direction you're going? And you, you can get the techniques later. And it's probably a very quick conversation, that technique question. You know, I can probably mm -hmm. tell you to try a different aperture or a different focal length or a, or a, or a you know, a different editing process or something like that. And, and that's a very, very quick thing to teach you. But the other stuff is, is the important stuff and that takes more time. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that the other stuff, the technique stuff, if, even if you, if you don't do that well, it's going to come off as dismissive. Yes. Yes. Well, just, just try, why aren't you doing this? Just try doing this. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a line there that I, even if you don't mean it to, and I know you don't, because it's such a quick fix or a potential quick fix, it could come off as, as dismissive as the, and that you haven't really looked at what I'm about. So the fact that you, that you take that time to have a conversation, I, I think it, I know it means more to you, but I would imagine it means more to the people that you're talking to as well. Oh, I think so. I think everyone, everyone is just, and this is what a platform like this would hopefully do. Everyone just wants to be heard, you know, they're, they're more than like just showing their photography. They want to be understood for what they're trying to do. I think mm -hmm. certainly, at a, certainly at a particular level, I think as a beginner, you do want to test your skills and make sure you're on the right track, but it quickly turns into, oh, I, I want to know that what I'm doing is meaningful. Um, and right. that's, that's, uh, that's where you need that community. You don't need um, trolls online telling you using the wrong shutter speed. You need right, people right. who are going to have that deeper conversation with you, which is... Yeah, it's, it's not about whether you've got edge-to-edge -edge sharpness or not. <laughs> it really isn't. It really, really isn't. <laughs> I mean, think, if, if for those of you who maybe are, are, are not stuck, but really prioritizing the technical, think about some of the most iconic photos that you've seen. Think about some of the most iconic photos from... Cartier-Bresson, Avedon, uh, Mary Ellen Mark, uh, Lee Miller, like, I mean, the, the list goes on. We could, we could, you know, name them for hours, but I would imagine that a good portion of those are not sharp, are not technically perfectly exposed, no. are not technically perfectly composed but there is something about them that you can't let go of. There's something about them that you connected with mm -hmm. that it was that, that, that goes beyond the technical nature or the technical aspects of that photograph. I would imagine. I, I think I know that's true for me. Do you think like this these days, do you think we've just got because digital cameras now are so good? I mean, that's a new thing to say, but like, most of them are far more capable than film cameras mm -hmm. in terms of capturing a clean, detailed image. Far more capable, certainly in low light. Um, do, you, do you think we've developed an obsession with crystal clarity and, and that, that, that ruins some of that? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I do believe that. Um, I mean, look at the, the rise of Fujifilm. Mm -hmm. When with the X-Pro1, with the X-T1, when Fujifilm really came on the scene with their digital cameras, yes, they were sharp, but everybody was talking about those colors, those vintage colors, yeah, their yeah, color yeah. science, trying to get them to look like XYZ film stock. And now I think we've, we've kind of gone 
the other direction where on some level we've we've leapfrogged we've leapfrogged full frame and now we're 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 really hyping medium format because you have to have the resolution you have to have the megapixels you have to have the sharpness you have to have and like all of that stuff you know if you're not using uh you know g master glass then uh, if you're not using you know whatever it is yeah my favorite photographs have have really have nothing to do with sharpness no they really don't and many of them have nothing to do with color. No. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a, th- it can go both ways though, can't it? Because I think uh, th- there's also this, I'm going to use an old film camera with a, with a screwed up lens on the front to, to make it mysterious because that sure. adds interest. It's, I think like, sure. there's, a, there's an interesting middle ground you've got to find where, where y- you're still trying to take the right photograph for the right scene. So using the things you do know, but not obsessing over it so hard that it comes out feeling too clinical, but never leaning on that kind of vintage aspect of photography to cover for a lack of substance. It's, it's, I think it's an interesting balance to strike. Yeah, it definitely is. Simpler is better. I think it comes down to simpler is better. I mean, I, I've, I've definitely gravitated away from, you know, setting up four or five lights with gels for portraits to one light because the best portraits I've seen through history are one light. Yeah. They, they just are. They're not, I mean, it's very new that we're throwing, you know, multiple flashes with fancy modifiers into a studio to create these surreal scenes. My favorites are, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure most of Avedon's stuff was pretty simply shot. I know Irving Penn was, you know, one overhead light in a, in a V-flat corner with uh and and some of the most compelling shots you'd ever get uh, because it's not about trick or technique it's about stripping everything back and making the person the feature not how you took the image because i think some photographs do shout about how you took the image and the person's almost irrelevant in the way that you take it and present it mm-hmm. look at how he took this can you believe this photographer and how, who's that in the photo it doesn't matter look at how beautiful this photograph is and how he, how he lit this. Isn't it amazing? The photographer becomes a hero, not the subject of the photograph, which is a shame. And it becomes like almost a technical shouting match. And I have worried, like I've worried with my portraits that maybe my portraits are becoming so simple that they're boring, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's still the right direction to go and to make them more interesting again, if I think they're boring, I have to get more interesting subjects in, not go back to the tricks and techniques. And that, that I think that's right. It feels right for now anyway. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm kind of there with you. You know, I was doing some lighting tests down in the studio just to see w- what I was going to be able to get in that space. And I started with, you know, I had... I had my lights and I had reflectors and I had a colored light and I had, you know, trying to, to set yeah. this, this whatever mood. And it just looked awful. Sound like a YouTuber. I, oh, no, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> you wash your mouth out. <laughs> Where I landed though was one light camera right mm-hmm. through two diffusers and a grid mm-hmm. and a piece of cardstock as a reflector camera left. Classic as you get. Yeah. Just, just a little fill in of, of the deeper shadows on, on the right side of my face and of, of the half dozen or so different setups, that was the one that I liked the best. And that was the one that Adrian liked the best. That was the one that Sylvia liked the best. That was just this, this, there was a simplicity to it. It's not trying too hard. And man, I just, 
it clicked, you know, it just, it just worked. And it was as simple as you could get. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's almost like going to a, to a, a pleasingly minimal website, isn't it? It's like, there's, there's no clutter. There's not 50 things they're yelling at you. It's just, it's just one thing very cleanly. It's like what we're talking about with this photo community idea, like good UI to me. That's what that, mm-hmm. that's what photography that's lit like that feels like. It's relaxing in its simplicity. It's not yelling at you. It's like, we're just here to show you this person's face or this thing. And, um, like here it is, there's one light rolling off nicely around a face, creating nice shape and placing it in the right place and being thoughtful about it. But I, you know, and this place for, for fashion photography and gels and the rest of it. But when it comes down to drawing you into someone's face and trying to maximize the humanity of your, of your subject, I, I'm a big believer in keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Same. We've got one more, one more email just came in funny enough while we're talking. Um, Michael, uh, Sladek, who, who just gave two quick suggestions for this community, uh, idea while we're on it. He was saying, uh, he's happy to pay $5 a month as well and would expect to spend 20 to 30 minutes a day on the app. Uh, he suggested, which I think is a good suggestion. He said the Wordle model of just one post a day. I don't know what Wordle is. I keep reading about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know either, but he, he was made one post a day or one post a week so that it's quality and intent over quantity, which I really like that idea. So you can't just spam your entire portfolio up in a day. You, mm-hmm. you have to think carefully and over time, okay, I can only post one photograph this week. Which one's it going to be? So that you know that you, everyone on that platform is putting their best foot forward all the time and not just throwing everything at the wall, hoping that someone pays attention. I really like that being forced to be intentional about what you post idea. I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other thing is you just, cause we talked about this idea of debrief rather than critique. He, he liked mm-hmm. that. You like that term. And I think that's about that culture, isn't it? Sort of somewhere on that, on that website, it's great to have some kind of description explaining what the community ethos is, I suppose, about um, giving constructive criticism, what that means. Yes. And that's what we've been, I know it seems like we've been just kind of going on and on about this, but, but that's what's missing is, yeah. is the community, the feedback the debrief becoming the currency of the site, not the photographs, not, not the work itself. The work mm-hmm. is necessary, but only as a means to foster constructive communication and critique, I yeah. think. Yeah. Are you in your new studio, by the way? You sound slightly different. Uh, no, I'm not. Do I sound better or worse? Um, I'm only listening to you through my rubbishy phone headphones, but you sound slightly different. Hmm. No, same place. Not, uh, not down there yet. Uh, I will be down there, I think, for the next, well, if, if the supply chain can be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing that word, mm-hmm. supply chain. Mm-hmm. Anyway. It's become the new excuse. Uh, if the supply chain can be trusted, I should be in there for the next show. Amazing. That's exciting. Yeah. Is this what- I'm very this, excited about it. What's prompted some of the cleanup? Yes. Cool. Very yes, cool. because I, I do want to, both literally and metaphorically, I do want to start fresh. And if, if going back a few episodes, if this is, is potentially the last year I do this, I want to give it the attention. I want to give it the effort. I want to give it the thoughtfulness that it deserves. Mm. 
And that means doing things differently than I've been doing them in the past. It's nice to kind of have that sort of physical change of space when you're starting something new as well. It's kind of a marker in the sand all around, isn't it? Yeah. And by the way, that's, I'm going to jump in. There's, there's also been a load of emails. I hope you've seen those as well. Listening to this conversation about you changing direction that have been nothing but encouraging. And, and I know you've seen the stuff on Twitter as well. Like it's, it's been lovely to see how everyone is on board with where you're going next. I, I, it has not been lost on me. And I, I thank you very much. Those of you who have, have chimed in on this, it, it really does mean a lot. Um, I, I, I think it's going to be really good. I, I do. Um, there are things that I haven't even talked about yet that are kind of in the back being worked on. Um, hopefully I'm really hoping that I can say something about it beginning of next month. I've got conversations scheduled around it at the end of this month that are going to help solidify how far and to what degree I'm going to be able to go with it. But if it, if they go the way I want them to, some exciting stuff is coming up, uh, in first part of March. So. I hope that that happens. Uh, but regardless, uh, with Process Driven, there are a number of things that are scheduled and they are in a different direction than I've gone in the past. And I'm very excited about it. I'm nervous about it much more than I have been in the past, but I think that means I'm in the right spot. Yeah, I think it's a good sign. Subscribe to Deep Natter in your favorite podcast app. You can support the show by leaving a review or a rating wherever you listen or share it on social media. If you'd like to support the show more directly and help offset some of the costs of producing it, tap the donate button at the top right of jeffreysadoris.com. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S.com. And to those of you who have already contributed, thank you very much. It really does help. Connect with Sean on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Tuck. That's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K. On his website at seantucker.photography or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Jeffrey Sidoris. You can also email both of us at deepnatter at gmail.com. As always, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time and we hope you'll come back for the next one.